whatever is going on, work with that. Mm. Like don't, yeah. if you, if you try to make it any different, you're, you're already into problems. And so I relied a lot on, on that work, you know, and every acting teacher is going to bring you different things. But I just want to say like, it's, there is a lot of pressure. I remember being in that scenario and just feeling like such an outsider and feeling like I was doing things wrong and constantly going through doubts and fears and whatever, and nearly left the whole thing like multiple times. <laughs> so you know, I think that sometimes the road to a great performance or a great piece of art is not always lovely. Sometimes yeah. you're going to be on a rocky road with many adversary like situations or people. This is Way of the Artist with Brandon Colby Cook and Evan Schulte, identifying your blocks and demystifying your struggles so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art. very very special time of the day where you listen to a podcast with a couple assholes we're talking about art and creativity um this is brandon and i got evan here and uh today we are going to talk about the myths of being a creative person and i think there is a bunch of avenues we're going to go down and talk about this but whether you consider yourself a creative person or not what you think a creative person is. We want to kind of look at that. We want to maybe even confront it. And if you are or not, maybe help you see that maybe you are more than you think. And also maybe help you consider looking at how you're going about life because there's a lot of myths about being a creative artist that just, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of popularized or fashionable, but they're not romanticized in, sometimes. yeah romanticized but yeah. they're not actually the reality they're not really practical ideas mm -hmm. for one let's just start off with one yeah uh the struggle you got to struggle as an artist you know yeah, yeah. like that's like a, a common belief you know and i think that we got a lot of this through movies and media and stuff about the struggling artists but i don't believe that i think actually an artist is going to be best when they're flourishing when they're um, and, and what that is, what does it mean to flourish and what does it mean to struggle? I think we need to get into that and what that is. But for example, being broke as an artist doesn't help you. But I think that in some ways people go, oh, like, you know, you got to have that struggle. You got to be, you know, you got to be kind of in like dire straits to really get that depth. Yeah. And I don't think that's true, but I do think that there, there might be times where you will call from those areas or that place in your life but when you're in that dire situation when you're in that bad spot that's not when you're going to be the most creative and artistic yeah but i think you can be in that spot and be like this will be really great for my art later yeah <laughs> but during that it's not going to be very helpful yeah and i mean i think one of the reasons for this one in particular why it's become this yeah this myth uh that of, of struggle is because there has been a lot of art that has come out of um, tremendous hardship. You know, it's, I, I think in many ways that is part of the beauty of, of creativity and art is that it can still come out of those places. Mm -hmm. But it's insane to think that we want to continue that, that tradition necessarily, right? Like it's, those were outlets 
for people who were often had no no choice right like i think of like i'm a big i love the blues and the blues comes out of man just like just brutal brutal racism and being segregated and and you know chain gangs and like just horribleness that we don't but like we don't look back and say oh we need to bring that back so we can get get some good music again yeah you know like that's that's crazy that's an like we don't want that shit back but we've still somehow kept held on to this notion that you've got to be in pain to (laughs) to write great great music or to be a great actor you've got to be really screwed up i mean that's something that i i think secretly believed for a while oh yeah when i was a young actor and like i thought that i was i i was really afraid that i was too normal and healthy to (laughs) to be an actor to be a great actor that was an actual thing that sometimes would would freak me out that i'm like i'm not messed up enough to do this you know it's funny i was the opposite i used to wear my drama as a bot as like a badge like it was like oh yeah i got a really fucked up life so i'm gonna be really good at this you know what i mean and i used to like almost go into it deeper and like push myself to listen to like sad music and just get myself all angsty and whatever yeah yeah. but like i think that you know you came from where you came from i came from where i came from and you know, that you just bring your life to it. You know, you, wherever you come from, you, you're going to bring your life to it. And, mm-hmm. you know, my childhood and, and growing up is going to bring a different flavor to, to what I create. And, and same with you. Yeah. And I think that, you know, maybe there's a certain uh, people that connect with angst and difficult times or maybe like um, messed up family situations or whatever. And so you bring that into your work. And so people connect with that doesn't necessarily make it better. It just means that, you know, there are people out there that connect with that. And just because, you know, you have that doesn't make, doesn't make you better. It's just your life that you have to figure out how to work with, you know? And, and I, I hear you, man. Cause like, I, I mean, I saw that all the time when we were younger, especially like in the acting industry. It was like, you know, and there were teachers sometimes even that would just like, let's get into your like life. Like what happened to you and what did your dad do to you and whatever. And you can go down that road and I think it can help you get in touch with stuff. But it can your art can can start to become your therapy. And I think that becomes a problem. Yeah. Whereas, like, I feel like art can be therapeutic, but it shouldn't be therapy. Yeah. I mean, especially when you're on the acting side of things, where yeah. you have teachers who just want to, some of them, not all of them, but the bad ones are the ones that just want you to, like, you know, relive old traumas and stuff like that, or want to psychoanalyze you, which they're not, you know, well, they're not they're, trained, they're to, not do trained to, to handle yeah. or do stuff like that. But uh, I want to just take this a step back, just okay. back to where this conversation where we wanted why we wanted to talk about this is because you know we're kind of in the new year and this is often a time when people want to pick up something that maybe they didn't finish or start something brand new and a lot of times it's these and sometimes by brand new I mean like you've never stepped into something like this before maybe you find yourself stepping into being 
a more creative person or wanting to take on more creative endeavors or take on an art form specifically. But creativity has so many faces to it. But if you're stepping into a, a creative element that you've never stepped into before, a lot of times there's these myths, these ideas that can get in the way of us proceeding with it. So that that's one side of it as well. But sometimes there's also, if you're already a creative and an artist and you are not in a healthy place with your art, this is another another area that I think that we aim to address yeah. in some of this as well. Because, yeah, there's a lot of myths that just they can... They're unhealthy like we've just been talking about, like you've got to be in pain and suffering to be an artist or you've got to be broke to be an artist or whatever. Um, but also there's myths around the creative process and how you know great things have been created by people throughout time mm -hmm. and how that actually comes to be. You know, there's, yeah. there's stuff around that. So And also like what makes a person a creative or an artist and who's an artist and who isn't. I exactly. mean, another thing that yeah. um, would be great to talk about is how some people consider themselves an artist because they found some type of art to do. Like they've decided they're, they're going to act or they decided they're going to make films or paint or make music. And they're like, well, I'm creative now because I do this. And it's like, well, no, not necessarily. Just because you learned how to like, make music or you learn how to stand up on stage and say some lines doesn't actually make you an artist. Yeah. And I think the important thing to understand about artistry and creativity is that it comes from inside of you outward, not outside of you inward. And what I mean by that is like, just because you do acting doesn't make you like, that doesn't actually make you an artist. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Because you can learn how to do many things technically. I like to use this example. I'm just going to say yeah, it real yeah. quick. Filmmaking. You can teach people all sorts of technical things about film. And they're important. Don't get me wrong. Like how to get coverage, you know, how to, how to um, you know, use the exposure, get the lighting, uh, you know, focus the frame, all of this stuff, right? But it's what you capture in the frame. It's the feeling. It's the emotion. It's the connection the story the pattern the relationship all of that has that's where the art is yeah. so you can learn all that you want about technicality of film but that doesn't make you an, an artist and and i really think like when i say filmmaker i always think of like a filmmaker as somebody who's actually like like an artist like somebody who who figured out how to communicate their vision from within put it on camera and then they expose their internal world to us yeah right in their own way and even if they're making an action hero movie in their own way, they have some type of like thing in there that's that's signature, that's personal. Yeah, yeah. No, there's no genre in in film that is absent of art. Right. Very often it can be absent of, of being something artful. And, you know, that's that's a pretty big discussion to get into kind of like the whole thing of what is art. But yeah, like to, to piggyback off of what you're saying, it's like, yeah, Sometimes the technique, you know, these practicalities, the technical elements can get mistaken for that being the art form. In many ways, that's that's maybe the craft sometimes of what you're doing. But what you say, it reminds me of one of my old acting teachers who who talked about any performance as being like kind of like an iceberg. And he says like the the point that you see 
right, is the lines. You know, that's like you on stage and the lines and all of that. It's that part. But the thing about icebergs is that most of it is underneath the water. Mm -hmm. And the way that he uh, expressed this was that that unseen body is what makes the lines necessary. So it's like all of that stuff about, you know, your camera angles, your shots, your lighting, all of this stuff. All of that stuff, it's it's not about those things. It's about what makes those things necessary. Mm -hmm. It's about what makes the musical instrument necessary, about what makes the canvas and the and the paintbrush necessary, right? Yeah. It's something else. It's something deeper than that. It's something that's within the artist that says, I need these tools so I can so this can come out. So that this can happen. But it's always about the this at the end of the day. It's always yeah, about that, that element. And that's where the artistry is. Yeah, that thing that needs to come out and whatever your your artistic medium is, that's just a medium. Yeah, the acting or the filmmaking or the music or painting or whatever it might be, dance, you know, is is that's how you have an outlet to express what's inside of you. Because I've seen people do... Um, do dance in a way in which they're communicating something so powerful and it's so mm -hmm. emotionally like captivating and there's there's an artist coming through the dance right and yeah. you could have someone do all the same dance moves but the way in which they're doing it the the emotion the the connectivity to it all that's the thing that kind of has that special something and that's where like the hidden part of the iceberg comes from you know what they're yeah. bringing into this thing yeah. And I think that, you know, you bring up a really good point about the iceberg because a lot of the work a creative person does is the stuff that nobody sees. Yeah. And I think that as an artist or a creative, you need to be very, very mindful not to compare yourself to what you see other people do, because that's the tip of their iceberg. You, you're not going to see most of the private work they do. And if you really respect somebody or like what they're doing or you're connecting with it, don't look at what they're showing you. Recognize that that came from a lot of work, like a lot of stuff that you'll never see, a lot of lonely nights, a lot of nights, you know, um, struggling or, or and, and, and the struggle can just be you trying to figure out how to get this thing out of yourself or how to make sense of it, you know, and you don't have to be in like a struggle where you're like in poverty. Your struggle can be because the struggle is always real. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the struggle is always real and you're never going to be short of struggle that's yeah. the thing wherever you are in life if you have millions upon millions of dollars billions your struggle is going to be real to you whatever that struggle is yeah. and if you have nothing your struggle is going to be real and the one thing that i'd like to share is that as an artist you have the humility to recognize that no matter where you are that struggle is always valid and always real. But when people say, oh, I got everything, you know, now I have no struggle. I mean, that's nonsense. Of course you have struggle. It's yeah. just different. But so, I, I hear this one other thing. Yeah, yeah. I hear sometimes people will say, well, it's not my struggle isn't relatable anymore. But I think that that is just a denial of authenticity. Like, yeah, you know, let your struggle come out in its own way. It doesn't have to be. It's not about the content. It's about how you feel about it. It's about your you know, your insights about it. It's not about the literal thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. This, this is something I wanted, I think we'll have to get on later in the conversation, sure. but 
there's something about artistry and creativity always being something that is present but i don't want to get into that yet sure <laughs> well there's a lot of there's, <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot there's but... a lot of ways in which we want to look at this I, I i thought maybe early on what we would do is maybe just identify some of the myths yeah and then we can go down the rabbit hole of a few of them that kind of make sense but like we've already kind of dove into a few into and I feel a couple like, yeah I feel like there's a bunch of others we still want to mention, so maybe we mm-hmm. do that. Yeah, and I, actually, that's what I wanted to get into sure. was um, from what you were saying. One of uh, the myths of being a creative artist or a creative genius or all of these things is sometimes it looks like everything is so effortless, when you, especially when you're comparing, when you're seeing someone else who's like often doing what you want to do Mm. right it can be easy to look at the final product you know that little tip of the iceberg it's just the thing that ultimately gets put out there and you see it and you go oh like how does this stuff just come to them Mm. you know that's one of the myths that's out there too is that this shit is just easy right all the time for everybody or for anyone who's you know really successful like you're a natural yeah exactly and you know the that's such a trap you know this whole thing of the natural it's like you know the natural is only a natural because they they've accepted and embraced all parts of the creative process which is a changing thing i think that's thing creativity is not a static thing it is moving and shifting in its very nature and one thing is not going to look like the next one for any artist, you know, it's like how, how this song, painting, play, dance, whatever it is comes out is not going to be the same way that the next one comes out Mm -hmm. in this one, you know, like one of the the stories I like to tell people about, and I think it was from, uh, you know, Elizabeth Gilbert. And I've said this one so often just because I love the story. It was an interview she had done with Tom Waits and he had been talking about how, when he writes songs and you know Tom Waits is by many 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 people in the world would be identified as one of the greatest songwriters of all time and for him his whole process is like well yeah some songs just seem do seem to just appear in front of me you know it's like they just kind of they're right there and all you and all he has to do is basically just dictate it just write it down but other songs they don't come that way mm. you know he's like he's sometimes i've got to dig for these songs you know there's just little fragments and pieces and he's got to really work at it and yeah. struggle with it and fight with it and that's how it comes and some of them he fights with them and eventually he just has to let them go because he's like it's not happening mm-hmm. this one's not for right now and i've heard john mayer say a similar thing in some of his for some of his songs like he'll uh I can't remember which one it was specifically, but it was one of his songs and he just said, oh yeah, this one was was something that I had a melody for years ago. Or it I had just these words for this years ago. And then suddenly I, I got the words or the rest of the song came way later, mm. right? But it's not, it's not just like creative genius is not just like, boom. You say, oh, I'm going to do this, and it comes out to perfection. Yeah. Yeah. And also what comes out, you don't necessarily know or control whether people are going to respond to that. 
because that's another element, you know, that I think the creative artist has a lot of pressure, especially if they're trying to do this as like a career or they're trying to make money or trying to get successful with it, is that what you think is going to be great might be something that people don't resonate with. Meanwhile, something else that you don't you don't think is that big of a deal turns out to be your big kind of hit, right? And so I think it's very important for people, like when you're observing the creative artist process, is like not to assume that an artist actually knows what's good or not. Like mm-hmm. that, like that's a myth that like, oh yeah, like I, I got this hit and I'm going to make this hit and I'm just going to pump this hit out. You know, it's not yeah. like it's, I, I, I would not be surprised if a lot of, you know, songwriters, filmmakers, actors even where it just kind of happened to end up being a bigger deal than they realized it would be. Yeah. I think there's a certain amount of like, you know, you can kind of be dialed in and tuned into certain things and you might have uh, maybe some insight into what might be connecting with people, but you still don't really know until you get there. And one of the things I see a lot of people struggle with that I coach is that they're usually trying to do something great while they're doing it. And that is always like going to kill your creative process. Yeah. Because you got to let your creative process be. And, you know, maybe it will be great. Maybe it won't be. But when you're first creating, you have to let it be whatever it's going to be. Yeah. I think one of the myths is that somehow an artist already knows what's good or not beforehand yeah. while they're doing it. I just don't think and, that's actually really how it works. And there's all kinds of Most problems, of too, because like oftentimes like you hear the stories of like uh, producers and whatever who are on the business side of things. Uh, and I don't want to put a blanket statement like, oh, like paint producers as villains or anything like that. But you do hear these stories on occasion of people who are not really on the creative side of things who are just like, well, this is what's good and this is what people are going to like. Like just to put this is always so funny to me because like a number of years back. Disney had a terrible year. They put out a couple of movies that they put a lot of money into that absolutely bombed. They were just terrible movies. They did not come close to making their money back. They did so terribly. And this is Disney. This is freaking Disney. Like one of the biggest media companies in the world, if not the biggest media company in the world. And with all of their resources and everything, they couldn't make something that people thought was good. Yeah. They made several things that people thought, this is not good, and nobody came to see it. So to assume any sense that like, oh yeah, this is going to be great, you know, like there, there's still, that's never really a knowable thing. Sometimes I think artists stumble upon something where like, I think there's something special here. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's it's just kind of a feeling. Yeah. You know, and that's as a result of really just telling and expressing yourself as honestly and truthfully as possible in your work. And sometimes there's just it just lines up magically with the rest of the world and where the world is at and we embrace it. But it doesn't always. There's lots of stories, too, of artists who were ahead of we call them ahead of their time who they died penniless but now it's like they're just highly lauded and acclaimed for yeah today so there's no guarantees you bring up the other point which is that you know society and culture 
is always playing catch up to what is truly new art. What mm. is truly new is like it, it's there's such a fine line between what is cutting edge and what's like ahead of its time, you yeah. know, and what's behind its time. Right. Like because, um, you know, you take something like Fight Club, which today like that movie came out in 1999 and this is 21 years later. I mean, almost. But it's like that movie now is considered one of if not the most popular like cult classic movies one of the most important movies of the century and that's a huge thing to say right but that movie bombed in the box office and people walked out they didn't get it they were stunned like and it just critics ripped it apart oh exactly right but now you know you'll have people still to this day dressing up as tyler durden going out to halloween parties yeah you know because it was such a monumentally impactful film there's something about it and the thing is is like from i i listened to a lot of interviews and talks and stuff like that um from edward norton brad pitt and david fincher and some of the others who worked on it and when they were going through the process of finding it they saw something special in it and i like how you put it that way because i think that's what you can do as an artist you can see that there's something special but you don't get to control whether that is seen by other people yeah. Right. Because like they all saw that something was special. And uh, when Edward Norton and uh, Brad Pitt went to the premiere, apparently they were watching it and they watched everyone walk out and kind of like be stunned. And they were like, this is probably the best movie we'll ever do. And they were watching people like not applaud or be wowed or they were just kind of like, you know, but they were recognizing that it was a great movie. Yeah. That was before it was well received. And I think as an artist, you kind of need to be like that. You need to recognize great work for yourself a lot of the time before other people do. And if they do or not, it doesn't mean that your work is not great. Yeah. That's one of the myths that I would like to bust. Yeah. It's really about how you feel about your own work. Yeah. At the end of the day, you're only you know what's good enough for you as an artist, you know, and as a creative. And that's a terrific thing that's actually a freeing thing because if you can be connected to yourself in that way of just being like you know what like this is some of my best work you know this is like knowing the what you put into it and and how truthfully fully you were able to realize what was in you whether anyone else sees it or not you can always sit by or, or you can rest in the fact that you did what you did yeah right and that's that's almost a bit of a side note to <laughs> to some of this as well i guess but yeah no it's it's definitely um i think and, it's part of the process i think you know your your own peace with your own work is yeah. is a major part of being a creative and i think if you embrace that you're going to have a lot of pressure taken off of you and i think that pressure taken off of you is going to allow a lot more freedom for creativity mm-hmm. i also want to to something that you had said I want to touch on this element as well was that with this whole idea of creative genius you know think of whoever your you know favorite artist is whatever medium it is think of whoever that person is somebody hates them (laughs) somebody doesn't like their shit you know I remember hearing an actor uh trash talking Daniel Day Lewis after there will be and Daniel Day Lewis I'm like he's my champion I'm just like I don't understand how anyone 
could think that there's anything bad about his acting, right? But you know, somebody does. Yeah. Somebody was out there and somebody did. It it was complete disbelief to me, but here's the thing. This is my artistic creative genius in my own mind. This person is this, but that's not going to be the situation for everyone. Mm-hmm. So Really what I'm saying is that like there are people who have gotten a lot of attention, you know, people who've become famous, have a lot of notoriety for their creativity and their artistry. But even with that, it's not like that's across the board ever at any single point. So acceptance does is not necessarily the hallmark of your shit being good. Yeah. No, it isn't. I mean, I think that, you know, if you want commercial success, if you want to make money, if you want to do stuff like that, I mean, if that's your focus, then be be honest about that. I mean, one thing I can really respect about Tom Cruise, for example, is um, Tom Cruise, from what I understand, is not like he enjoys making movies because it's fun. Like he, like he wanted to fly in a fighter jet, you know, he wanted to do this stuff. And I heard this story uh, about an acting teacher that he was working with briefly. And the acting teacher was talking about how he needed to get all depthy and do all this stuff. And he's like, I don't really, he apparently, this is what he said. Apparently he's like, I don't really care about all that. He's like, I just want to go in and make the movie and have some fun and whatever. But I, I can really respect that about him. And I think that his movies are very entertaining and they're, you know, think yeah. what you will of him. And you can say, if you compare, say, Daniel Day-Lewis to Tom Cruise, you're getting two entirely different performers, mm-hmm. two entirely different artists. But to say that Tom Cruise is any less is is kind of like a misnomer because if he wants to make movies to have fun and he wants to be the biggest movie star in the world and that was his goal, that's fine. But it might not be the most depthy work, but you might argue that it's more entertaining than Daniel Day-Lewis's work. So mm-hmm. who's to who's to say what's better or worse? And this is another myth about being a creative artist. It's like just because some someone does something better in a certain way does not make them better holistically. It just makes right. them better at that. You know, and if you're say an actor and you want really depthy work, then fine. Great. Be the best of that. If you want to be the most entertaining, then be the best of that. But like it's comparing apples and oranges. Even though they do the same thing, it's not about the same thing. They don't apply the same service, you know? Yeah, it's yeah. about what you really care about doing. Yeah. Ultimately. And sure. that's and that's the thing that just requires a, a degree of honesty. Of a self honesty. Right. <laughs> and there's and, no right or wrong. I mean, that's the other thing yeah. too. Is like who's to say that, you know, that you have to you know, that you that to make something good or valid, it has to be a certain way. I mean, that goes against the very nature of what art and creativity is. It's, yeah. it's not a controlled thing. Yeah, and it's not something that can be pinned down. No. As much as people try and, and a lot of, uh, you know, educational systems try and do. They try and get very clever about pinning this shit down. And it's like, no, I was watching this, um, the, the Hot Ones, uh, episode if you do you know about the show hot ones no they eat hot wings and oh okay and, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and uh they had shia labeouf on an episode and it was terrific it was really fascinating and i think shia labeouf is, is a, a terrific actor like i think that he's really quite like and he is one of these depthy 
guys, but he was talking about when he was uh, taking classes and some of the people were telling him how to like go about doing it. You know, it's like, oh, that you need to go like way, way, way inside yourself and get in touch with like, you know, your life and all of these things. And he said, he's like, and that never just, he's like, that just never really connected with me. He's like, I got into acting because I would, I've, I'm an escapist. I'm escaping myself when I'm acting. Hmm. He's like, so he's like, I just never got into that whole approach to doing it. And the thing is, is that that approach works for a lot of people. But for him, it was like, it's this idea of like, no, 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 I've got to not think about right. me at all. Like I'm, I'm trying to go somewhere else completely. Mm. And that's how he does what he does. And I'm like, I, well, how can you argue with that? You know, because he's a tremendous actor. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because I think you can really get into this belief that there is a certain way to do things because that's the way most people do it. Another myth. <laughs> Another myth, you know, that, you know, that just because this works for someone else doesn't mean that that's your way. And, you know, this is way of the artist, right? It's like, you know, this is about you finding your way. And if your way is doing the opposite to what everyone else is doing, maybe go and embrace that and try that out because here's the thing about art like when you do something that is truly new and profound nobody is going to understand it and probably not even you and it's about having the you know the intestinal fortitude the the balls the cojones to like you know <laughs> to just go down that road and try that out and maybe you fall on your face but maybe you discover something undiscovered yeah you know and I think that we 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 walk this line and I think everybody does where we walk the line between where we really want security and control and predictability but yet at the same time we want to be special important and do something new and profound and those things are like water and oil they're just yeah. like and we know, also want something incredible to happen yeah right and you <laughs> incredible know like and unexpected it's not a, like I love that saying it's not a risk if you know the outcome yeah. You know, and it's I feel true. like art is, um, you know, that the, if you want to do something that is that is new, you you got to be willing to take a risk. And which yeah. means that you got to be willing not to know the outcome and any teacher, or any school or any coach or guide that says that somehow they can tell you your outcome and teach you how to be creative artists like they don't go together and they're yeah. bullshit and they don't know because nobody can the, the, the only way that you can is through your own form through your own trial and error mm -hmm. and this is the part of the under part of the iceberg you know that's the all the trial and error that people don't see you know i actually when you tell me that story about shia labeouf i i think about that and i go man like what a like i just have more respect for him because i think about that and i go like he had the wherewithal to recognize that he needed to escape and that was his process and he and he didn't get sucked into the oh you're supposed to do it this way yeah because i mean so many of us would i mean myself i mean i feel like i've been pretty defiant in my life but i don't know like th that's a tough thing man like you know when you start seeing okay this is how they're doing it let me try the way they're doing it i mean everybody can kind of succumb to that pressure yeah you know and there can be value in in doing that sure into experimenting with that but you know it doesn't uh 
it doesn't always work. I mean, I, I can relate to that myself. Like I was taking at one time in my life, taking all the, the classes and the courses in acting that, uh, you know, people had suggested to me that I felt was like, okay, this will, you know, maybe this will bring me to that next step, that next thing, trying to find a concrete way of doing what I was doing. And after a while, I just hit a burnout and like so much of this is not is just not working mm -hmm. and i'm not having i'm not having fun doing this right you know the whole reason why i wanted to act was because it it was something that was like this is fun to do yeah and i would love to get paid doing something that's super fun to do that i like i have a lot of love for and that love was was diminishing and almost completely absent at times you know out of some sense of having to adhere to these rules and this idea of the craft of it that were imposed upon me and I and I had to step away completely from it from acting for a couple of years because I was so disillusioned by what was going on yeah and eventually and and it started with little things like I I, I bought a little book and I started and this book was reserved exclusively for what I actually thought and felt and believed about acting mm. and what it was, at least for me. And I started to put these ideas down and it started to help me just get in touch with, okay, how do I go through this process? And the thing is, is that it didn't mean that I completely threw away all of this education that I had because some of it stuck around. I was like, yeah, yeah, this makes sense to me. And this, uh, this works for me. But a lot of it just had to go mm -hmm. because it's just like, yeah, okay. I, I guess this, this works for lots of people. And even to this day, I have been confronted with people who use some of these processes that I don't use anymore and have felt pressured by them that I should be doing these things sure. because otherwise I'm not really an actor. You know, yeah. like, or I'm not really a good one. And it's, oh, dude, you I, know, it's yeah. that stuff, that shit still comes up. But it's like, no, I have to honor my process and do what I think is right. I get that. Yeah. I, I get that with filmmaking, too. You know, uh, working on set and being pressured to kind of do my work a certain way as a filmmaker. Uh, because somebody went to film school and they think that, you know, this is how it's done. And... It's so interesting to, to, to see somebody that's for, I'm not formally trained in film school. Like I left before really I went through that. And I literally kind of went more down the Tarantino Rodriguez road where I just went and I learned on my own by trial and error and trying it out. But my process, I don't necessarily do things the way somebody who's formally trained. And I can recognize the formal training. I can see the value in it and I get why they do it. But it can be very intimidating or frightening to people when I show up and I don't necessarily do it the way they expect it to be done. Mm -hmm. And it's very interesting because like on the last film I worked on, you know, um, you know, my process, I, I really like consider myself an artist as a filmmaker. And I feel like I'm on the cusp of really beginning to express what that is. Mm -hmm. I feel like in my younger years, it was a little bit like, you know, it was more my education, but like 
now it's like it's it's honed, it's dialed in. But it's very interesting because we went through this whole process where in the beginning and, and people were kind of getting scared and they were getting doubtful of what was going on. But then when I showed up to set and they watched me work, it only took a few hours into the day or an hour into the day and they were like, holy shit, like he knows what he's doing. And someone came to me afterwards and said like, wow, like you just like stepped into that role. And like, I'm like, but that's the thing. I, I said to them, that's the thing you guys don't see when you guys were kind of like harping on me before that was me working that's me doing my process like going for a walk listening to music as i walked through the cities of toronto the city of toronto and just listened <laughs> to music and looked at the the um which had nothing to do with the film but i just looked at art on the walls of like spray paint and such that was inspiring me it was bringing ideas it was bringing colors to my mind very like disconnected from the actual story seemingly disconnected. seemingly but it all played into my process. Yeah. My process as an artist in a big way is to go for a walk, listen to music and let myself process images, just yeah. process feelings and just and I would do that. You know, some people it's about them sitting down and drawing out pictures and doing that, mm -hmm. but it's not the same for everybody. And I feel like if you try to make your art like fit into the box of what you're supposed to do, you might miss the fact that you have a different way. And I'm yeah. and again, I'm not saying don't do it, but you know, don't do it because you think you have to or because you think it's right. Yeah, I think that the, as a good rule of thumb, it's like it's like try it out if it act, if it intrigues you. Sure. If it generally makes you go, "Oh, that's interesting." Like if it just perks you, like there's there's a a response that we have to things that are of genuine curiosity to us right. you know and it's like those are the things worth pursuing but if it's just oh look what they're doing i don't do that and it's just this this sense of kind of like fear mm -hmm. <laughs> it's probably not something you necessarily need to pursue yeah you know that's just a that's just a you know uncertainty that's that's coming up in you that's that's just um and this is something else that's also a myth, I think, as well, is that being a creative and being an artist means that you are unwavering in your confidence. Oh, yeah. You know, confidence is definitely a big Good part one. of being an artist, but it doesn't mean that you're unwavering. Like, like we've just been talking about this whole time. It's like there can be things that happen either directly and very overtly, but sometimes it's small and and kind of insidious in a yeah. weird way it's like it's it can be something of just seeing how someone else is doing something and then second guessing yourself mm -hmm. <laughs> like that that shit can happen that shit can just eat away at you and it makes you deviate from how you do things right you know what what your process is so i think having a sense of don't judge your own process and don't judge anyone else's process. Yeah, that's you know, a, that's like a that's, good point. Because if you do judge someone else's process, that's a double-edged sword. That's going to come right back at you. So, you know, judgment is is an enemy to the artist and creative. And I think that, and I, like, if you're really, if you really want to embrace artistry, and this is my opinion, maybe more than fact, but let's just say this. If... If you want to be an artist, don't judge other people because the more you judge them, the more you're actually going to get away from your own art mm -hmm. because the more you're going to make art right and wrong and the more you do that, the more it creates a problem. And I think that if you're like 
if you were like the the true artist or the master artist if we want to call it that the master artist is 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 extremely humble and entirely non-judgmental because the master artist would recognize that there are many different ways to get to the same place Mm -hmm. and there are many places to get to from the very same way you start so you if you see that as a very expansive thing as a very like open-ended flexible movable adaptable thing and you don't make any one way wrong you leave yourself open to the most amount of options and the most amount of flexibility if you get too judgmental you're going to start to limit yourself and tunnel yourself into one way and if anything like i would hope that this show begins to communicate a certain amount of compassion for other people to say like you have your way and i have my way and they're both great like that's something that i i think if you listen to the show i hope you'd walk away with as to see that Mm -hmm. and not to say like oh the way they do it's like no good and the way i do it is so good it's like come on come on like the way you do it is great and the way they do it is great and you guys are going to find your own way yeah you know and if they want to kind of embrace a little bit of yours or you want to embrace a little bit of theirs that's the beauty of it that's that's what makes artists like more connected because Mm -hmm. if we're all on our own journey all going our own way and you can look at someone else and they're doing something that you like and you can kind of go well let me what do you do let me try what you do and you try Mm -hmm. it out and you like it then you get a little bit advanced if you don't then great you find out that that's not your way and you'll go another yeah you know but it's it's if you judge it, then you just limit and you restrict. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And maybe how someone else is doing something, maybe that doesn't work for them either. Right. But they're trying it. Yes. You know, they're be, for that's their process. And they'll come to a place at some point where they're like, you know what? I'm going to just stop with this nonsense that I've been trying to do all this time. Yeah. Uh, I just say to everybody, check out our uh, episode on the law of appreciation. Right. That's a good one. Yeah, that's and a good the, one. Just for, the power of appreciation is, is, is pretty, uh, pretty incredible. But yeah, it's like I, I just to relate to this, like in this production that I just finished, um, there was no shortage of different approaches with all the actors that I was on stage with. And there were moments where I caught myself getting a little bit judgmental, just <laughs> being like, like, oh, look at you doing this as you're <laughs> like, is how you prepare and get set up and whatever and it's like well yeah okay that doesn't work for me you know like that's it's just not not my process but it was interesting because there is an element of being like oh they're they're wasting their time you know or they're they're not going to give a good performance because of you know how they're going after this or going and for some of them and I'm, i'm really quite thankful for this now in retrospect is that there was the whole rehearsal process where it was like where those judgmental things were coming up. But as we started to get closer and closer to, you know, bringing the, the, the show up in front of an audience and even during the run in front of an audience, seeing how everybody's, how everybody had grown and how things came together. Mm-hmm. You know, there were certain, some of my, my fellow actors who I was just like, I don't know how this is going to come together for you because right now I'm a little bit worried. <laughs> right. But then it got to place. It's like, Oh wow. You've, you've, you've got here. Yeah. Like you're here <laughs> and, and you're giving this performance right now. And, and it made me kind of go, Oh, right. Just 
trust people to do their thing and you trust yourself to do your thing mm -hmm. and then you can come together right but it's yeah it was an interesting and, and humbling experience to just be like to, to think that i knew better somehow right yeah. and I'm, I'm pretty aware of that stuff i try and keep it in check but it doesn't mean that it doesn't still happen like the stuff doesn't still cross sure. my mind at times right you know you're you're a teacher and you're you're helping people to understand this craft of acting and the process of it all i i remember i was working with one teacher and we had to put up our performances live at the end and she was in my experience like she had a way and she had a, a system that she wanted you to do but it didn't really work for me entirely there were elements of it that i took but there were elements of it that i left and she really didn't like that i was leaving certain things behind and i was also going through kind of a difficult period in my life as well so a lot of the material we were working was really like it was already hitting on a lot of what was like I didn't really have to walk that far away because like I carried the material like it was living the material in a way so yeah. my rehearsal process was just keep living life and you're pretty much like working on this because that's what it is and it was interesting because you know one of the things that I that I was doing at the time was with with my lines to kind of stay free from my lines I was you know, I was not like memorizing them. I wasn't like focusing on the memory of them. And she had a whole rehearsal process where it was all about, remember the lines word for word and it's all about the words and word, word, word. And for <laughs> me, I was very much like, I'm going to let these words come through my feeling, right? And so yeah. what happened on the day when we actually performed, I was word perfect, but not because I sat around remembering the words. It was because like the words were just spilling through whatever I was going through. And yeah. it was funny because she was kind of pissed off that I was like one of the best performers of the show. Like she was kind of pissed off about it because all the other students did her process except for me. And it like to her, she took that as like an insult. And I thought like if I was teaching, I would be like, wow, this actor showed up, didn't do what I was teaching, did this thing that they did like let's look at that like let's be open to that let's incorporate something but like i think that you can get too stuck on this is how you're supposed to do this mm -hmm. you know and the other thing that happened because i was not rehearsing the same way the other students were my scene partner was continually surprised by everything i did like and i was surprised you know there were moments where i was like well i can't seem to get her to look at me so I'll do this and you know I'll you know I'll try this out and I was just doing things in the moment to actually and and the thing is is that she couldn't plan for that she couldn't be prepared no one could be prepared for what was going to happen because I didn't know it was going to happen and and for me like one of my earlier acting teachers was really good that way because her whole model was whatever you have whatever is going on work with that mm. like don't yeah if you if you try to make it any different you're, you're already into problems and so i relied a lot on on that work you know and every acting teacher is going to bring you different things but i just want to say like it's there is a lot of pressure i remember being in that scenario and just feeling like such an outsider and feeling like i was doing things wrong and constantly going through doubts and fears and whatever 
and nearly left the whole thing like multiple times. <laughs> so, you know, I think that sometimes the road to a great performance or a great piece of art is not always lovely. Sometimes yeah. you're going to be on a rocky road with many adversary like situations or people. And, and I think that, you know, um, I think sometimes we imagine that like, oh, I'm going to figure it out and then it's all going to be easy. And it's like, you might not even know you figured it out, <laughs> but you're doing that. And it's so horrible, like as you're going through it, because no one understands what you're doing yeah. and they're trying to get you to do it their way because you don't know, like, you know, that's the other thing about like being a creative artist. Like you think like people are, people are going to be open to embracing something not necessarily not always no not even sometimes your teachers your mentors the people who are supposed to be the ones who are the most supportive of you well yeah i actually i can think of multiple teachers that i i encountered that were judgmental you know i can i can can think of multiple times where whatever it was that i was doing or someone else was doing was rubbing them the wrong way and i think that this is the problem and this is maybe something i want to mention on a greater aspect of this show you know is that like this is way of the artist and you're going to find your way. And if you find your way and it really works for you, don't impose that onto other people because they still have to find their way. So if you go and impose your way onto them because it worked for you and you think, well, this is the way it worked for me. I think you need to remain open minded enough that that was your way. It's not like an objective way in which it works for all artists or all creative people. Yeah. And if you see someone who has a way and it works for them, you you as an artist don't just get to model and copy their way and expect to get the same result because their way might not work at all for you and even if it does work extremely well for them so it's one of those things where you know i feel like letting go and detaching from knowing is so important in the process oh absolutely absolutely Okay, well, let's, that, let's, oh, sorry. You had, yeah, 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 no, ahead. I mean, we can continue. Do you want to talk about the beer that we're drinking? I do. And I also just wanted to like, maybe just go over like some of these myths, like, you know, like, cause we dove down some rabbit holes and yeah. maybe we can start to like, just like, you know, point out a few so people can like walk away and go, okay, like I'm going to check myself on that, check myself on this, whatever. We could always go into it more later, but I feel like there's a few that we never really dove into and maybe we just mentioned yeah. them. Yeah, so I mean, I think the one that jumps to mind is that, you know, art and creativity doesn't just happen and it doesn't always come easy. Yeah. In parenthesis, except when it does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and some and just because it comes easy doesn't mean that or it's effortless doesn't mean that it's not good. Doesn't mean that it's not exceptional. I think that sometimes people think that it all needs to be difficult, needs to be a struggle. It yeah, doesn't. The, oh, yeah. And that's the other thing. Another myth is like that it needs to be a struggle. It doesn't always have to be a struggle. No. Um, what else? We uh, Right off the top of our of the show, we talked about um, you have to be in pain yeah. to, to create art, uh, meaningful art. That's Not, a myth. That's a myth. That's another myth. Although, you know, um, one caveat I'll say about that is that you live life fully and you go for things and you take some risks you're going to experience some pain you're going to experience some disappointment some some things you're going to experience some stuff so you don't need to go like being like oh like i don't just go live your life fully and you'll get all the you know you'll get all the life you need and this was actually one that we haven't discussed but it had i was like oh this is something that that has been shared with me before but i'm like oh right this is actually 
a myth about acting. And when I heard this, I was like, oh my God, like this is, or sorry, not just about acting, but about art. Okay. Um, which is that art doesn't fuel your art. Life fuels your art. And let me just say what, what that sort of means. So it's like, when I was in acting school, I even participated in this, but I was surrounded by a lot of people who were all about acting. Their lives were all about acting and nothing else. Like it was just, and at some point, like for me, like I had to, that was one of the reasons I had to step away from it. It started to become a little obnoxious to me, Yeah. you know, and, and, uh, the well was empty, so to speak. And it's because I wasn't living my life. You know, everything was like, you know, I would have opportunities just like, hey, do you want to like for travel or this or that? And it's like, no, I've got to make sure I stay in town to like, in case there's an audition. You know, my life was acting and that's not what fuels you as an artist. You know, it, your art doesn't fuel your art. It's your life fuels art and any artist of note throughout time it's always life that has fueled the art mm -hmm. it is always lived experience of and being in touch with that that has led to the creation of of incredible things mm -hmm. right it's not just oh look at what someone else has done and expressed i'm gonna do the same thing like that's what is it that's just at that point it's just contrived yeah right you're just stealing you can be inspired certainly by the art of other people but it's your life more than anything else that fuels your art hmm. and i think that's sort of also um one of these myths that your life has to be all about the art that you do sure it's like no you've got to be you you're a human being first above all else and that is always what you will be above all else is you will be a human being mm -hmm. and the artist comes after that yeah <laughs> I would say also that, you know, the idea that your life needs to be somehow dramatic or that you need to have mm. a lot of drama or trauma or pain in your life through the past or through history to somehow be a better actor. I, I don't Or believe, artist of any sort. Yeah, or or yeah. artist, yeah, or artist. Um, I don't think that's true. I think that any any person with any life has something important some important perspective to share that can be relayed. And I think that if you don't have certain experiences in your life, sure, it might be difficult for you to relate to certain types of material. So maybe, you know, you'll have to do a certain different type of work to investigate that. But consider the fact that you might have awarenesses that someone else might have to investigate as well. I think that sometimes in art, the pain is romanticized and glamorized too much and yeah. i'd like to point that out because you know sure i mean it will be a really great little bag like a little trick in your bag that you can pull out every every now and then but it's you know i remember i went through the stage as an actor just for example where I, like it was always about like how emotional and how like did someone cry or yeah, whatever yeah. it's just all about that and i remember like having this like moment where i was like man like this is just all about emotion like and it was missing this whole other element which is about like kind of the fun and the entertainment of the whole process you know and i look at some of my favorite shows 
and they're usually both equally um, depthy and entertaining at the same time. Mm -hmm. But if you miss one or the other, like if you miss something in it, like you'll be watching a good comedy and sometimes it'll have these moments of like depth and you'll be like, whoa, like we just went into that. But sometimes you'll be watching this like very dramatic thing, but you know, then they'll have these kind of like funny bits that will kind of come out of it. And like life needs to have both elements. Yeah. And nobody has the, the, the market on like having it all, you know? Yeah. And we all have to work for it. So like, I just think don't glamorize anything. Like don't glamorize someone's beautiful life or someone's painful life as somehow better than your own. Yeah. But to go back to what you said about traveling, like if you got to travel or you got to, you have some calling, you got to follow that because every time you kill those, I think that you, you take a little bit away from what you can express. Like, if you keep subjecting yourself to live by other people's standards or trying to do something that isn't following your heart, you're going to keep cutting off your source. Mm -hmm. And I think it all comes back down to your source. And your source is only going to be fully accessible to you if you fully express it. And sometimes you're going to be like, well, man, I feel like getting away for a few weeks or a few months. Who knows? And if you don't do that and you just go like, I better stay because you're scared or you're trying to, you know, you're going to kill the or not kill it but you're going to diminish the source energy that you have inside of you which is your artistry yeah and i don't remember who it was but it was i saw this interview many years ago as in this actress and i can't remember who it was now but they had kind of had this big breakout role and they're having this interview and basically was saying that they'd been slogging it out as an actor for years in la you know just <laughs> just trying to like scrambling and and scavenging for like just whatever she could get and went away just decided like her boyfriend who she'd been with for a while was just like 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 let's go on a vacation like like let's get the hell out of here and so she was like okay all right you know like i'm gonna miss auditions what whatever but she goes on vacation her boyfriend proposes to her you know, so she gets engaged and whatever, and she comes back home just like feeling great, you know, just having uh, having lived some incredible life, you know, and allowing herself to do that. She had her first audition for something and that and she got it. And that was her big break. Wow. And she's like, and I because she's like, I stepped into that audition just being like, I feel so good. I don't even care what happens yeah. at this point in time. And it's like, that's such an incredible place to be as an artist of any kind of just being like, I, I don't even care what happens right now because I'm living life. Yeah. You know, like and I'm then, living my life. that's not apathy though. That's the important no. thing to remember. That's, that's detachment, which is different than apathy. You know, because I feel yeah. like there's sometimes people can get jaded and they can get a sense of apathy where they're like, I don't care. Like nothing matters. And it's like, well, like it does matter. Like, let's be honest. It does matter. But you're like, here, you're doing this. <laughs> if you're detached, you're like, I don't care what the result is. I don't even care what happens. But right now, I am honestly doing what I want to do, what is true for me. And when you do it from there and you do what's true, but with detachment, and this isn't just for creative artists, this is for everyone in life, job interviews, anything. When you are truly like just doing your life and present in the moment, Everything is going to be better. Your dating life will be better. Your creative life will be better. Everything will be better. And I think that one of the things is that that's a myth. 
people go, I don't care, but they do it in, in apathy. Yeah. I don't care only works with detachment. But if you get apathetic, the world does not care. The world is not going to be here to be like, yeah. oh, let's make you feel better. Like apathy is kind of a, a bullshit excuse for like laziness. And it's really just hidden behind fear, if we're honest. Mm -hmm. But detachment is fearlessness. Detachment is like you're not you're not getting caught up in what needs to happen later because you're present. Yeah, because you're and you're still giving it everything. Yes. Yeah. And you can because you can give it everything because you don't have anything attached to it. Right. That's the weird thing that comes. With. All right. Okay. Let's, let's let's wrap it up. Let's wrap this one up. So we're drinking a beer as we always do on this one. And <laughs> this is uh, from a new brewery that we've uh, never had before. This is from uh, Hearthstone. Hearthstone Brewing in uh, North Vancouver. Okay. And this is their uh, Hazy IPA. And I wish I could remember the name of it because I talked to the to the brewmaster, who just happened to be the only guy there. <laughs> and uh, and he's like, yeah, like all of all of their drinks are named after um, different hiking trails and ski trails uh, on the North Shore. And I can't even remember what <laughs> what it is. I, it starts with a P, but I can't remember what it is. But okay. anyhow. Well, that's what you got. It's a, it's a trail that starts with P in BC. It's a hiking trail. So, And it's um, it's good, though. It's a hazy IPA, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's tasty. I like it. It's um, very flavorful. Yeah, but easy to drink. Yeah. I've been liking... I've, I've, I've got to say I've been really into these hazy IPAs. <laughs> yeah, they're tasty. I mean, yeah. this one's good. All right, well, let's wrap this baby up. Wrap it up. Okay, so here's my final thought. We we already kind of recapped a lot of the myths, but here's one last myth that we didn't really talk about and I just want to point out. Just because you do something in the arts does not make you an artist and it does not make you creative. Just because you don't does not how somehow make you exempt from being an artist or being creative. Like some of the most creative people do the most regular boring jobs um so your expression of creativity is up to you that's your responsibility to figure out and you know sometimes people say well i'm busy doing my job and they use that as the excuse not to express themselves creatively maybe they go home maybe they do some kind of knitting or painting or do something like on the side maybe they don't maybe they just distract themselves from it but i personally believe that Everybody has some form of creativity, some sort of source kind of energy in them that they can kind of put out in the world and that they have a somewhat of a calling to do. And your creative calling might not be very traditional. Like you might not be like an actor, painter, filmmaker, musician or something like that. It might be that you like know how to create something out of a plumbing material. You know what I mean? Like it could mm -hmm. be something that's very functional or something totally unrelated to the arts and creativity is something that I think we can all explore and we don't want to make ourselves like not included in this just because we don't do something that's in the arts and at the same side just because you do something in the arts don't just pat yourself on the back and say I'm an artist I'm creative now because I do this like really like have a audit of yourself you know and be like Am I doing what everyone else is doing? Am I actually expressing my creative source energy, my own voice, my own internal vision and whatever that authentic thing is inside of me? 
And if you're not, like, maybe take this talk and go like, okay, like, just because I'm doing it doesn't mean I'm doing it. And maybe this will bring you to another level, another realm. I mean, hey, it's 2020, you know, it's the new <laughs> year. It's a new, it's a new decade. 2020 vision, I just really think it's like, it's, it's time for you to express yourself in the world. Let's see what that is. So that's, that's what I'd say, regardless of if you're in the arts or not. I think we all can benefit from this and give ourselves permission to explore that. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah I don't know how to really follow that because we recapped a lot of things, but I'm just going to put, I, this is all I'm going to say, and this isn't necessarily uh, about a myth, but just about being a creative person, because I know a lot of people struggle with this and they don't understand or see how they could be a creative person. The thing is, is that if you ever find yourself in your life looking at something that you're trying to uh, achieve, some task, some whatever it is, and you have to ask yourself, how am I going to do this? Realizing that there are more than one ways that you could do more, that there's more than one way to do whatever it is in front of you. You're being creative. Hmm. And don't overlook that because, and I put that out there because yeah, we probably all do this many times a day. <laughs> We're facing something like, how am I going to do this? You're being creative. Anything that demands that of you is a creative act. You are a creative person and you owe it to yourself to allow what is inside of you, the deepest parts of you to be expressed somehow in your life and in a way that brings you joy and the world needs it. Thanks for listening to the show. If you got something out of this, if you feel it improved your life or your journey in any way, please take a moment to subscribe, leave a review, or share the episode. You can also support us on Patreon, where we have tons of great bonuses. You are the ones that make the show possible and help us to thrive. Thank you for joining us.